Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas for Eschanan. According to the Chinuch, Parshas for Eschanan contains 12 mitzvos, 8 positive, and 4 restrictions. But wait a minute. I'd be very remiss if I said it only contained 12 mitzvos. In Parshas for Eschanan, you have the... Aseres Hadibros. In Parshas Eschanan, you have the mitzvos of not only the recitation of Shema, but the mitzvah of Hashem Lokeinu Hashem Echad. The mitzvah in the oneness of God, Hashem Echad, the uniqueness of God. There's none other like. The mitzvah to love Hashem. The mitzvah to learn Torah and to teach Torah. The mitzvah to put on tefillin shel yad, tefillin shel rosh, a mezuzah on your door, and the prohibition against intermarriage. And in addition, the Shabbos gets the name from Mitzvah Torah, as did last week. But in last week's Haftorah, it was a Haftorah of unfortunate, impending tragedy. We begin this Shabbos, seven Haftorahs of consolation, Sheba Dinechemta, and we begin with Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, this Shabbos. The Parsha itself is celebrating with the Jewish people. The Parsha itself represents the incredible resiliency of the Jewish people to be able to go from sitting on the ground last Sunday from mourning to now literally being happy, excited with the not only Kriya Torah but the seven Haftorahs which assure us that there is going to be, please God, the coming of Moshiach. I'd like to focus this morning on that which occurs at the very beginning of the parsha. But before we take a peek at that, I'd like to show a earlier pattern of this in the book of Bereshis. Everybody <coughs> knows that... <coughs> As the Navi says, Titan Emes Liakov Chesed Liavram. Avram Avinu is the paradigm of Chesed. And if I were to ask anybody, show me, show me where in the Torah the Torah uh, proves that Avram is the paradigm of Chesed. So you're going to tell me, no problem, go to the beginning of Parshas Vayera. The beginning of chapter 18 in the book of Bereshis, and you're going to see the incredible detail that the Torah gives us regarding the hospitality of Avram Avinu on the third day after his circumcision. He's in great pain. He's even more pained by the fact that he can't extend hospitality. And now wait a second. I'd like to ask you a question. There's no question that from his end, Avram Avinu is extending hospitality. But, ay ay ay, little does he know that he's entertaining three malochim, three angels. And as we know, the angels don't eat. The Torah says that, right? And they ate, says Rashi, Niru, Kemosha Achlu. It appeared 
that they ate, but they didn't really eat. Oh my goodness, it would appear that all of Avram's effort was for naught. Let's put that in the back of our minds. And that's the first example I'd like to give of ay ay ay, wasted potential. Let's go to the very beginning of Parshas for Eschanan. And the Torah tells us, Moshe, in speaking to the generation that's about to go into Eretz Yisrael, says, you guys don't know how much I did for you. And without patting himself on the back, he says, I got to tell you, for Eschanan, and I begged Hashem at that time when Hashem said, you're not going into Eretz Yisrael, I begged him. Our rabbis tell us the numerical value is for Eschanan 515, that he actually prayed 515 prayers. And wait a second, the Gemara in Brachos, Lamed Beis Amid Aleph 32a, and as is codified by the Rambam in Hilchos Tefillah, chapter 1, Halacha 2, the Rambam writes that there's an obligation from the Torah, Shei Odom Mishanein Umispalel B'chol Yom. A Jew should literally beg, implore, pray daily, and there's a format to it. Umagid Shivcho Shal Kodesh Baruch First, we begin the prayer by praising Hashem. V'yacharkach, afterwards, Shoel Tzrochov, does one ask for that which they need? And finally, Achachach Nosein Shevach Vodah, you give praise and thanksgiving to Hashem afterwards. And Rav Simloi, in the Gemara Brachos 32a says, where do we learn it out? We learn this out from the prayer of Moshe. The Moshe begins by Atah Hachilosa, you began, La Rosas Avdocha, Hashem Mikhail Kamocha, who was like you, Hashem, Bashemayim Uvaaretz, Hashem Secha, who does like you, Ukivura Secha. And then Moshe says, Ebrona. So Moshe first praises Hashem, and then he requests to go into the land of Israel. And our Shmona Esrei, the first three brachos are Shevach, patterned after Moshe. I'd like to ask a very simple question. Oh my goodness, of all the prayers to pattern after, a prayer that Hashem says no, what good was Moshe's prayer if it did not accomplish what he wanted? And finally, let's take this question one more level. We know that there is a time limit to Shacharis. If the prayers are in place of the Korbanos, so the Korban Tamid was brought in the morning. Hence the name Shacharis, which is in place of the Korban Tamid, and therefore it's got to be in the morning. However, there's the other opinion in the beginning of the fourth parak of Brachos that says that our prayers are not only corresponding to the offerings in the temple, but they reflect the patriarchs. Avram instituted Shacharis, Yitzchak, Mincha, Yaakov, Meirif. Now tell me about Avram. And the Torah tells us back in Parshas Vayera, after 
the destruction of Stom and Amorah, the Torah says, Bayash came Avram Baboker, that Avram got up early in the morning to pray. Elamokoma Sher Omad, which is Amida, our rabbis tell us, is prayer. So once again, we're learning an aspect of prayer, namely, when to pray, from a prayer of Avraham that, forgive me, Hashem said no. Interesting questions. I have, I believe, a very basic and important answer that we can all learn from this week's parsha, Namely, what is prayer? Let's begin by saying that prayer is not a shopping list. One has a shopping list, they go to the supermarket, they need this, they need that, they need flour, they need sugar, they need this, they need that. Perhaps one could look upon prayer as just that. Hashem, I need, I need, I need, I need. I believe we see from this week's parsha that prayer is so much more basic than I need. Namely, prayer represents the privilege of man to have an encounter, a relationship, a conversation, a dialogue with Hashem. Think about it. Unbelievable. God is infinite. Man is finite. God is perfect. Man is imperfect. And the very fact that there is communication between the great God, Hashem, and insignificant man, that is something of an unbelievable tele, of an unbelievable wonder, that just as one of the 13 on Imamin is that God communicates with man, a man called Anavi, so too do we believe that man has the ability to communicate with Hashem called prayer. That is number one. And indeed, I can tell you that part of the root of the word tefillah, which is prayer, comes from the word psil, which actually is a thread. Because what is prayer? Prayer is actually tying together, right? Sewing together, joining together two threads, two different ends, two different beings, the Almighty and man. So the very fact that we are privileged to have a relationship with prayer, with Hashem, through prayer, that is the significance of prayer. Now let's remember, it was just a week ago on Sunday that unfortunately we were observing Tisha B'Av and we did not say Tiskabil because it was Sosam Tfilosi. It was a time when our prayers were not being accepted. And now we rejoice this Shabbos in this relationship that we are privileged to have with Hashem. Now, I'm going to show you something fantastic. Really, a delicious Rashi. You'll see for yourself, those of you who will take my advice and bring to the table tonight, tomorrow, a Sefer Malachim, the Book of Kings. I'd like you to turn to Malachim Aleph, Book 1, Periches, 
chapter 8, whereby it's a long chapter where King Solomon, who's dedicating the first base Hamigdash, is offering a heartfelt prayer to God, and he enumerates different usages of the Beis Hamigdash. So in chapter 8, Pasuk um, 39, he says, Hashem, when a Jew calls out to you, then you should please Tishma Hashemayim, you should listen, and You'll give the man that which is, quote, coming to him, Asher Teda Es that you know what's best for him. You know what's best for man. However, in the same chapter, go to verse 43, however, he speaks there and says that a non-Jew who's going to come to your base Hamigdash, who's going to hear that God is so special and he rules over the entire world, you're going to hear his prayer and what does Shlomo say? There, do whatever he asks of you. So listen to this powerful Rashi. Rashi picks up on this, that the contrast between what you should do for the Jew as well as what you shall do for the non-Jew, Rashi says, regarding the Jew, Shlomo said that you should give to the Jew what's coming to him. Why? Because the Jew re- recognizes, I'm translating to save time, recognizes that God knows what's best for me. I don't know what's best for me. I ask for something. I think I need it. But when Hashem says no, He's really doing what's best for me. So Hashem, you decide what I need, give me, and what I don't need, do, don't give me. Avol Rashi continues, the Jew is going to rebel. He's going to say, I don't believe it. I traveled so far and came to this place, and guess what? I asked for something, and I never got it. Look what kind of a God this is. And therefore, Shlomo says, give it to him, even if, ouch, it's not really in the long run what's best for him, but give it to him now. The idea is incredible. The relationship that we have with Hashem through. Finally, let me just close with today being Tu Ba'av. The Gemara at the end of Tanis teaches that Tu Ba'av was one of the happiest days. And one of the things was that the law which appeared at the end of Parshas Masai telling the tribes that when a woman inherited land from a father. She was not to marry into another tribe. This was only for that generation. After that, a woman from Usher could marry a man from Gud. And they based it on a Pasuk in the end of Bamidbar 36, Pasuk 7, Pasuk 6, excuse me, Zerdovar Asher Tzivah. Hashem This is what was told to them. Now, the idea behind it is that on this day of Tuba'av, there was a greater sense of oneness, closeness between the Jewish people. No more restrictions. A woman from any tribe could marry a man in any other tribe. And when there is this love, affection, closeness between 
the Jewish people, so too is there this love and affection between God and the Jewish people. Today is that very special day, and we celebrate this Shabbos, the very special privileged relationship that we have with Hashem. Shabbat Shalom to all.